For most of the season, Arsenal have led the race in the Premier League, cutting through the top flight waters like one of those speedboats they used to give away on Bullseye. But there's a long shadow being cast across the ocean, a light blue liner that refuses to sink, with a long-haired Norwegian and a crazed Catalan standing on deck. The good ship Abu Dhabi gained ground last weekend as Arsenal clipped a rock at Anfield, but can the Gunners recover? I'm Kevin Hatchard and this is Football Only Better. No sinking without trace for my top-tipping team, starting with Mark O'Hare. Mark, Arsenal were in a good position at Anfield, but by the end, probably happy to get a point. Yeah, it's a funny one. I've seen that sort of debated. Is it a point gained or a point? Uh, a couple of points lost for Arsenal at Anfield? Um, I think you're probably right. Um, because now eight games to go, the drop points mean there's there's little margin for error with City starting to find their best form ahead of the run-in. So it does create a bit more pressure on Arsenal to, to kind of get back to winning ways immediately. Um, but they were absolutely exceptional in that opening half hour at Anfield. Um, I don't think there's a real reason why they can't refine that range at West Ham, who do have European distractions on Thursday evening as well. So this is an Arsenal team who, away from home, as you say, in that first half, first half hour was superb and have been pretty superb for the most part away from home. 11 wins from 15 in the Premier League. The most away wins, the most away points, the most away goals and the fewest away goals conceded as well as the most away clean sheets. I mean, you can't get much better than that. And they've been very, very good away in London derbies so far this season, which, you know, London clubs are often kind of probably handicapped a little bit by the amount of uh, intense local rivalries there are. But uh, they played five away games in London this season, they've won all of them by an aggregate 11-0. Um, so, of course, I think they're capable of turning West Ham over. Their head-to-head record against the Hammers is extraordinary, actually. Just two defeats in 29 league meetings, three defeats in 26 head-to-head away at West Ham. Uh, they've won nine of the last 14 trips to East London as well. Um, I think the 1.6-ish price... Um, does look short, first of all, but it's probably warranted because they are 1.43 at Fulham, 1.6 at Leicester, 1.5 at Everton, 1.57 at Wolves, 148 at Southampton. Uh, and the performances were, were pretty strong in all five of those. So West Ham, we know their performance data metrics have been better than their results, but uh, they are still down there for a reason. So, um, yeah, their record against the best teams in this league has been pretty abysmal. That tends to be a David Moyes way, but uh, nine defeats in 13 against top nine opposition. They've lost with room to spare when hosting Man City, uh, as well as Newcastle uh, last midweek in what was an what? utter shambles. Um, <laughs> what a terrible performance that was. It was one of the worst performances I've, I've seen this season. And no no surprise he made sweeping changes to defence, uh, dropped Aguiard, Emerson and, and Keira for the weekend. In came uh, Ogbonna, Cresswell and Soufal. Got a clean sheet at Craven Cottage. It's actually three wins and six now, so they're out, out of the bottom three. But... Um, yeah, I mentioned that disastrous record against the big six or even the top six as well. It's it's pretty pitiful. Um, I think over the last two and a bit seasons or two and a half seasons or two and three quarter seasons for what we're in now, he's got a 69% loss rate against the big six teams. That's Moyes and West Ham. So, yeah, I think Arsenal are too good for West Ham. I'd back them to win this match. But to do so, to get a bit of value, can include over one and a half goals. Um, for West Ham matches, they haven't been sort of flush with goals, but 14 of their 15 home games have produced at least two goals. Uh, and Arsenal have scored multiple times in 9 of 15 away. Um, 
And yeah, they're scoring plenty of goals at the minute. I think they scored twice or more in every game since that defeat to City. And they scored three goals or more in six of those eight games as well. So I can see the Gunners scoring at least twice here and therefore they should win the match too. Odds compiler, tipster and fine amateur player Mark Stinchcombe is here once again. Stinch, how tough a game could this be for Arsenal or are you of a similar mind to Mark that they should find this fairly comfortable? Um, I was just looking at the odds, really, not really thinking too much about how tough it's going to be. Um, Arsenal 4-7 to seven to score over 1.5 goals. Arsenal 8-15 um, to eight to 15 to win the match. But if you combine them two, you get four to five. And yeah, actually, when you do break it down, it looks more than appealing. And obviously, Mark mentioned West Ham got the tough away game in Ghent and Arsenal having the week off. West Ham won just eight games this season. Five of those came against the bottom eight, a double over Fulham and then a, a win versus uh, Steven Gerrard's Villa. But yeah, the, the record against the top nine is is the big one. You might mention the nine defeats in 13. They've only scored six in those games and conceded 25. So essentially only scoring half a goal a game, but conceding twice as many. And I thought what was the most alarming thing in their 15 defeats this season, they've only managed to score four goals. So basically when they go behind, it seems as though they're just down tools. And Arsenal very, very strong against the bottom half this season and won 14 of 16 games. So I, th- I agree with Mark. If Arsenal scored two, it's difficult to see them not winning. Trader, tipster and suave raconteur Emmett O'Keefe in the building once again. Emmett, we don't know what West Ham did against Ghent in the Europa Conference League on Thursday evening, but we do know they've had a really mixed couple of games. But every time David Moyes seems to be edging towards the exit, he finds a way of clinging on. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, a previous West Ham manager, Slavin Billis, used to be like that. He used to be always like, we used to have him favourite in the sack race. And he'd be like <laughs> six to four at the sack race, one more loss, and he's odds on, he probably goes and he he gets a win. And that's kind of, that's been kind of Moy's pattern this year, especially against kind of getting wins against the lesser sides, just keep their kind of head above water in terms of relegation. The only thing I would say about this game where it's, it's dangerous for Arsenal, something I mentioned in previous podcasts, is the no William Saliba factor. Again, I said this in again on previous podcasts. It, it the drop off from him to holding is huge. We saw that against Liverpool last week. The mistake he make, I know you could say it was a bit unlucky, but like that was a criminal penalty to give away with the money bunny bundled over Yata. Like he, that, that, like that, that again. That, I don't think that that should happen. And you're going from I think Saliba is one of the he'll be in like he'll probably be in PFA team of the year or definitely pushing it along with along with maybe Ruben Diaz and then you're going to Rob Holding who I think is like a bottom half kind of relegation level centre half and just against if if West Ham play Ings and and Antonio up front I can see them giving Arsenal a bit of trouble and then like a Jared Bowen I think just West Ham Oh yeah, on the numbers, they, they, they are they are a mid-table level side. They're at home. They like this is a, this is a bit of a free hit for them as well, given the Conference League and they've kind of they've they're they're not out of the relegation battle, but they've they're, they're kind of under a little bit less pressure after the win against Fulham last week. So I think it does. It, it's kind of it's a game that kind of sets up nicely for them to at least be competitive. And just Arsenal's defensive numbers, they just they haven't been as good. 
post Christmas as the, uh, uh, as they were pre Christmas. We saw that we kind of Bournemouth scoring a couple of goals against them at home, and just with sleeving apps. I think I think I think West Ham maybe could keep this to maybe kind of a two one or even maybe kind of a three two type of game, and even just they could be competitive enough to score a goal basically. And given the given the by both teams to score here is trading around one ninety four in the exchange. I think that looks more than fair. I think West Ham will cause Arsenal problems for maybe at least kind of sixty minutes that, uh, of this match. And I think I've had we've had some joy kind of taking on Arsenal in kind of games where they are a bit short price in terms of like so in, in kind of a few weeks ago both teams were scoring against Bournemouth then when they played re- Leeds recently. So I think the kind of that that's not, if you were to take on Arsenal that's that that that's the way I do it instead of backing West Ham and the kind of match price or double chance markets. This football season, get a hand from Betfair's popular bet builder and easily add our fan favourite football selections to your bet slip in just one tap. And you can get a £5 free bet when you place a £5 bet builder on Forest versus Man United. How handy is that? Betfair. Optin required. Max £5 free bet builder valid 72 hours. Minimum combined odds. Terms and conditions apply. 18 plus begambleaware.org. Massive game on Monday. Relegation threatened Leeds face Liverpool. Leeds were absolutely torn apart. 5-1 at home by Crystal Palace last time out. Although they were looking good for most of the first half and looked as though they were going to go on and win that game comfortably and then had some kind of collective episode uh, and Roy Hodgson's Palace able to uh, rip them all over the place. So very strange. Uh, Liverpool season though meandering towards the end. It's all a bit grim at the moment if you're a Liverpool fan. Uh, you know, all the Jude Bellingham stuff and they're not going to get top four now. Stinch, what, what's the angle here? What do we go with? Because Liverpool, brilliant against Arsenal towards the end but so untrustworthy in general yeah yeah yeah. that's 100 percent. i was i was scouring the market because it's monday night game um so i was trying to find something uh fun to bet on or, or interesting and i was scouring down all the prices and i was looking similar to the to the west ham arsenal game liverpool are 8 to 13 to score over 1.5 goals um which which sounds quite short but if if they score over 1.5 goals their evens to go on and win the game and I just thought that was uh, a, quite a big boost I looked into Leeds a bit deeper after the defeat against Palace uh, I've labelled it as there's unrest at Leeds Bamford going off injured individual errors players during the week flying to Monte Carlo for the tennis is that really what you should be doing in a relegation battle um why would you swap leads for Monte Carlo it makes no sense <laughs> well just just go in after you've stayed up um you know concentrate on the football um but since Javi Gracia took over it's a commendable three wins one draw three defeats but what was noticeable to me is they're in the the bottom three for the worst expected goals differential um I think Meslier is an issue in goal he's got the second worst post shot xg in the league at an awful minus 9.2 and I've thought this for a while when you look at him but you kind of say oh you know he's still young um he's getting into sort of he was getting into the sort of uh, France under 21 squads you know it's not just Leeds that rate him there are other people that rate him as well you know these people are paid to work in football you kind of lean on that opinion 
Um, but you look at you look at the stats since since Leeds were prom- promoted back to the Premier League. His post-shot expected goals is an appalling minus twenty-eight point seven. So he's That's essentially- amazing, isn't it? Yeah, he's essentially. But is that because the poor fella's been in a shooting gallery since they got into the Premier League because he's had no defence in front of him? I know he should be saving them, but what what I mean is because I, I I I know that basically that post-shot XG suggests that he's letting in loads of stuff he shouldn't be. But isn't there an element that they they give up so many shots that there's there's going to be some kind of element of that being more likely if he's got so much to deal with? Yeah, I think there's a there's an increased there's more volatility basically to his figures. Yeah. They're less they're they're less likely to be stable because he's facing more shots. So there's more volatility. Um, but I just thought... I agree with you. I think he's shaky. I I don't get it personally. I know people absolutely, you're right, people in the game rave about him and he's always being linked with like top clubs, but I'm not sure I quite get it yet. Yeah, it might be a lack of experience. You know, I think we see a lot of goalkeepers get better as they get older, um, but I think confidence is a huge thing right now. And I think it's it's transferring across the team. You know, Luke Ayling been very, very shaky um, recently, maybe majority of this season. And I just thought the interesting thing with Meslier is he's in complete contrast to the guy at the other end in Allison, who's just been amazing this season. Um, 11.7 post-shot expected goals, his his record, and that's the most in the league, unsurprisingly. Obviously, much higher figure than is than is what I expected, than what you'd um uh, that is sustainable. Um, you know, you spec- you normally see that number sort of around, I don't know, three or four for an above average goalkeeper. So it's also kind of embarrassing for Liverpool, isn't it? That he's had to dig them out of trouble with amazing saves time and time again. And just to contrast, you know, the praise on him there as well, there is the um expectancy of some regression you know we saw against madrid he gave away that goal and that's something that can happen um but i just thought it was so chalk and cheese between uh leeds's def- goalkeeper and liverpool's goalkeeper now it's not the main reason for the bet of course but it's just one of the the reasons as, a, as i outlined um you cannot trust liverpool 100 percent, but i think if they score twice at 8 to 13 i think they go on and win the game so i just thought evens was was a big boost considering what we know with Leeds in terms of where they're at right now I think Gracia's record might be hiding a bit uh, more of an underlying problem to Italy then and Sassuolo up against the Juventus side that's still trying to make sure it qualifies for Europe whether it suffers that massive points deduction or not we should get a bit of clarity about that at some stage this month Emmett how do we approach this one if it's Sassuolo it's usually goals isn't it yeah, I actually just fancy kind of Sassolo more straight up. As you said, it's just the spot Juventus are in. Obviously, um, Juventus no strangers to, to, doing, to, to doing some of their best football in the in the courts. But I think on, <laughs> on, 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 unless they overturn that um, fifteen point point deduction, it's very unlikely they'll make um, they'll make make Champions League through Serie A qualification, and they'll be purely reliant on the on the Europa League. I think the for them, I think the, 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 clearly clearly they're I think they're 
their most likely route to Champions League qualification is winning the Europa League. I think they'll approach it as such. I can't imagine them, um, as we record, I can't imagine them blowing away Sporting Lisbon this evening. So I expect that tie to be live going to the second leg. So I can just see this being a, um, a match where a leg where you kind of really rotates the squad. And, and just given that, they're actually playing a Sassuolo team that have gotten 20 points in their last 10, 10 matches. They've played like a Champions League level side in that run. They've also beaten uh, AC Milan and Roma away. And I think just... They won 5-2 at Milan, didn't they? Something ridiculous. Exactly. Like that. At that time, that felt like kind of an outlier result and they were just kind of one of those things. But actually, Sassuolo, I've kind of, I've really kicked on and I kind of sustained that form. And just, just So just, just just given the spot in Juventus' schedule and Sassuolo's form, I think Juventus will look, look quite short and wrote 2.08 in the exchange. I, I, I think they're more than fair, fair, fair as a lay there. And I wouldn't even put you off backing Sassuolo drawn up at kind of bigger prices there. I think Sassuolo are very live dog here. We're making a few changes to our great daily offers here at Betfair. You now have to opt in to promotions to enjoy the rewards available on the Sportsbook and Exchange. You can opt in quickly and easily by clicking a promotional banner or going straight to the promotions page and clicking opt in. There's a step-by-step guide on betting.betfair.com. In Germany, I'm going to go for Union Berlin to win against Borkum and over one and a half goals at evens. Union out of Europe, out of the cup, so they can fully focus on these last few games in the Bundesliga they're still in with a shot of making top four they gave Dortmund a scare last weekend thought they played really well in the second half of that game Union have won 13 of their last 20 Bundesliga home games Borkum had a horrible loss to Stuttgart last weekend they're back in trouble uh, towards the uh, foot of the table and they have one of the worst away records in the division. So I think it's all set up for Union uh, to have a decent win in that one. And finally to France, because it's Strasbourg against Ajaccio. Mark, is this goals or is it the home win? If it's Liga and you, I'm suspecting it's goals. Yeah, it's, it's, it's goals based. Um, uh, big game. Um, Strasbourg have dropped into the bottom four. Uh, they're facing Ajaccio side who are five points below them, um, but looking doomed. But they've still got a, a puncher's chance of staying alive. Um, they've played 12 games since the World Cup and lost nine of them. And the three that they didn't lose were against Troyes and Angers, who are just as bad as Ajaccio. Oh, so, um, so bad. Last weekend, they were stuffed 3-0 by Auxerre at home in a, in a similar sort of six-pointer, 3-0 down before the break as well. So I'm not too surprised to see Strasbourg odds-on to win here. Um, they really shouldn't be in relegation trouble. I've been expecting them to call or clear uh, for all, the whole season, really, but it's it's not happened. But this is a great opportunity for them uh, after tough away days against Monaco and Lons. But I'm going to leave the traditional markets alone here because um, Strasbourg just don't win enough matches, and their clean sheet record well, they've kept three clean sheets all season. Um, it's not enough, really, for me to be um, getting involved in odds on quotes. So I've looked elsewhere. The price that appeals is uh, six to four, two point five on Strasbourg striker Habib Diallo to score at any time. He's netted 15 and 27 appearances this season. He's averaging a goal every 150 minutes, but at home it's 10 goals and 15 appearances, only 13 starts uh, and a goal every 112 minutes. He's had at least three shots in seven of his last eight home games uh, when appearing for at least 80 minutes. Uh, He's got a goal in seven of his last 12 starts in the league as well across all venues. Um, so Strasbourg guard to get the victory, uh, he will be leading the line and he will be a key player. So six to four. Um, I just got another one as well whilst we're there. Um, 
Brest at home to Nice on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to back Brest plus half a goal on the Asian handicap at 175. Uh, quite circumstantial this, but um, it looks like a really good spot for Brest who are battling relegation themselves. They're at one place and two points above the drop zone, but they have been rising to the occasion recently. Held Rams away last week, beat Toulouse 3-1 in their last home fixture. Just four defeats in 13 now under Eric Waugh. Um, three of those were by just one goal margins and only one loss in five. That was against PSG. Um, now, obviously, motivation is key. Uh, they're at home, needing the points for survival. Uh, they're playing a Nice team who, as we know, have been uh, very, very good since Didier Degard took charge in January. Uh, just the one defeat in 13. That was last weekend against PSG. Six draws in that sample, though. And it does leave them seven points adrift of European qualification via Ligue 1. So I wouldn't be too surprised to see them put all their eggs in the Europa Conference League basket. Uh, they've got a very winnable two-legged tie against Basel starting on Thursday night. Um that could become the priority because they've never won uh, a trophy in Europe. Um, they're third outright favourites now. Uh, it could be a, a way into playing European football next season. So um, the trip to Brest just comes a couple of days after that. And then obviously they have to go to play Basel again uh, just next midweek as well. So I just think with with Nice's obvious kind of upturn, uh, sorry, Brest's upturn um, and Nice now winless in five league games. Four of them have been draws, it should be said. Um, I think there's an opportunity there for Brest to get something here. And look, Nice's last away day was at Angers and they failed to win that game. So why can't Brest take something out of that match too? Well, that's all we have time for on this edition of Football Only Better. Please do remember to gamble responsibly. Lots of excellent content on our website, betting.betfair.com, with previews of all of the major European leagues. Lots of good racing and golf content, too, from Emmett, from Stinch, from Mark, and from me. It's goodbye for now.